I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board. Tuesday, June 7th, a full day ahead in Major League Baseball. 15 games on the slate, and that's exactly what we're going to get into on this episode of Best on the Board. Michael Beller and Nick Groke here to take you through that 15-game slate, offer up our favorite plays for it. Nick, unfortunately, last time we got together, we had some technical difficulties, so we weren't able to put the episode out. And the main reason I say unfortunately is like, I don't know if, I mean, people are just going to have to take us at our word here, but our picks in that show went four and one, and then we weren't able to put them out to the world. Very convenient excuse, but uh, we, <laughs> we are now rich. <laughs> we, I, but We're just... Uh, uh, benevolently, we show up on this Tuesday to still do this episode. It's funny, though. I was kicking myself that <laughs> night because uh, just one after the other, we were hitting on everything. Yeah. And we were, we, we were, I mean, we were, we were being a, uh, like aggressive a little bit, too. And yeah. just hitting on everything. I almost called you. <laughs> uh, man. Well, hopefully we can bring that same energy in this episode here because uh, that was great. That was great. That was fun. Uh, yeah, you had a you had a, you had all dogs and two went two and one in those. You had an under in Coors Field that went way under eleven and a half, and the Braves and Rockies scored four runs combined in that game. You had the uh, Padres beating Corbin Burns, so things were looking good. I had Evaldi over five and a half Ks. Jordan Alvarez over one and a half bases. All he did in that game was go three for five with the homer. So hopefully we can carry that over into this episode of Best on the Board. Are you ready to bring it? I'm ready. I think I got it. We're not going to go undefeated because I think I disagree with you on one of these, but but let's let's go for it. All right, let's go for it. Yeah, well, we do have a game where we are both making a pick in. I don't know if this is the necessarily the one where you think that uh, I'm going to be wrong, but we do have a game where you both have a pick. It is a different pick, although not necessarily at loggerheads with one another. It is in the Mets and Padres series. The Mets are plus 110 on the money line in this game in San Diego. On the other side, you find the Padres at minus 130. You Darvish going to the mound for the Padres and Taiwan. Walker going to the mound for the Mets. Your play is on the money line. My play is on the total of this game, which is seven and a half runs. I'll let you make your case first. What do you got here in Mets Padres? It's possible that we agree on this, but I think in this game, uh, now over the years, to, for some background, over the years, the Petco Park in San Diego has has is not as extreme a pitcher's park as it was at yes. one point. Um, so you can't just necessarily count on a low-scoring game all of the time in San Diego. Uh, in this case, though, it's a good pitching matchup. Uh, the the Mets are on this wicked West Coast Southern California tour of of the top of the National League. They <laughs> they split a four game series against the Dodgers. They played really well. Um, now they have to play the Padres this week. They're they're playing really well. Uh, they are especially pitching well. Uh, and Buck Showalter, uh, in my opinion, is just out managing everyone at this point uh some things are subtle 
over the weekend he basically he basically managed uh, you know he, he called out Dave Roberts of the Dodgers for, for a, a very sort of obscure rule violation. He forced Dave Roberts to pitch a relief pitcher instead of a position player, even though he was trying to save his bullpen. Uh, it carried over the next day. They burned essentially one. The Dodgers burned essentially one extra inning. Anyway, it all worked out really well for the Mets. They split two games. They split it. I'm sure they would want to, to sweep that four game series, but they split two mm-hmm. at Dodger Stadium. That's a good result for them. Um, and in this game, it's a good pitching matchup. Uh, Walker against Darvish. I think in order for the Mets to win this game, they have to keep the, they have to keep, keep the score down. Uh, I don't see a, I don't see a, a shootout necessarily in this game, a, a crazy <laughs> a run, a crazy run production game. Uh, but I think the Mets have this, especially as as underdogs in this game, slight underdogs. I, I like the value in this game. Just I, I think in order to make it happen, they have to keep the score down. Uh, it's possible that we can both hit on this, and I would love to hear your reasons yep, yep. Uh, for wanting to go on the over. But I, I, I think it works out well for the Mets one way or the other. So the, the the place where we differ is that I agree with you. It's a good matchup on paper for the pitchers, but I'm not so sure it's a great matchup in reality. And the, neither of these guys has thrown the ball all that well this season. I mean, take a look at Taiwan Walker's baseball savant page, and all you're going to see is blue up in the uh, in all the Statcast metrics. And in case you are uh, not sure, in case you're not super acquainted with baseball savant in the Statcast page. Blue is bad, red is good, and all you see, whether we're talking exit velocity, hard hit rate, XERA, X batting average, X WOBA, whiff rate, everything for Taiwan Walker is blue. Everything except for chase rate, and he's decent about league average when it comes to walking batters. Everything else has been bad for him this season. So you look at the 288 ERA, and you look at the underlying numbers, and it suggests that he has been among the most fortunate pitchers in baseball. As for you, Darvish, I just think it's you know he, he's still he's still a pretty effective pitcher. That is uh, that is certain. But I think the age is finally starting to show for him, and it shows up in no place more clear than in his strikeout numbers. This is a guy who every single year of his career before this season, Nick, lowest career. K rate coming into this season, 27.1%. And that was way back in his rookie year of 2012. Now he's at 19.8%. And I think that's just a sign of a guy who is you know, showing the fact that, hey, he's 35 years old and has had some arm injuries and has logged a ton of innings between the majors and his previous uh, stop in Japan. And so we're starting to see that show. He is still getting guys out. He is still a, a guy who understands how to pitch and induce some weak contact. But this is not the dominator that you Darvish was as recently as like 2020 with the Cubs. This is a different pitcher this season. And that's just going to lead to more contact. And that's dangerous against a Mets team that A, makes a lot of contact, and B, makes a ton of hard contact in the middle of the order. I think this game goes over 7.5. I think that this is a game that, while the pitchers on paper look decent, look good even, that this is one that's going to be defined by who is indeed able to score more runs. I gotta put you on the spot. If you if they go on the over, is there a team that you have? I mean, pick pick a winner. Give me a winner. <laughs> the over. The, I am I am very purposely not picking a winner by picking the over. Just say hey, bats, let's do it. I don't care who eight seven Padres nine six Mets. Who the hell cares? Let's just score eight runs in this game, and I think we get there with the way these get these teams are. I will say if I was betting on it, it would be the Mets. Purely because they're the underdog. 
And these are two very evenly matched teams in almost any time. It's going to be hard to argue against a Mets plus money bet at any point this season with what they've shown us through the first two plus months of the year. I can't argue against that. It's always a good thing to root for bats. So Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I'll root for bats in this game. Let's root for some bats. We can get bats and Mets. That's pretty easy to happen for sure. I think we can definitely see that. But yeah, I just think that... You know, these neither of these pitchers is what their numbers say they are exactly. And I mean, I mean, you Darvish, I mean, 1.09 whip. You love that. And that shows how good of a pitcher he remains. 48 strikeouts and 60 in the third innings. He is not the you Darvish that we've known for a decade in Major League Baseball. He is a different guy. And against uh, against some lineups in the majors, in being able relying on inducing soft contact, Totally fine. And soft contact is great. Soft contact nearly as good as a strikeout. But against a team that makes as much contact as the Mets do and has all those dangerous guys in the middle of the order, uh, you're going to need to miss some bats. And we just haven't seen enough evidence from Darvish that he can still do that for me to feel comfortable that he keeps this Mets offense in check. I definitely don't feel great about Taiwan Walker against the Padres. So I think we see plenty of offense in this game. And I go over seven and a half runs for my first play of this episode of Best on the Board. Nick, let's go back to a play from you. This is sort of like a Yankees series of picks for you, or a Seinfeld series, actually. I mean, a Seinfeld series of picks for you because you've got the Mets and Buck Showalter, who was in a couple episodes of Seinfeld. He was the Yankees manager when George was working for the Yankees. And then here we find the Brewers throwing Jason Alexander. What's up? Brewers minus 115. Yeah, Brewers against the Phillies. Jason Alexander for the Brewers. Ranger Suarez going for the Phillies. The Brewers minus 115 on the money line in this matchup. And the Phillies, the underdog in this game. They are sitting at minus 105. Who do you like and why, Nick? Uh, Well, I like the Brewers, and thank you uh, for uh, for recognizing the Seinfeldian nature of these picks. uh, (laughs) I do do like the Brewers as as, uh, favorites in this game. Uh, Jason Alexander, uh, 20, total, total mystery in this game. 29 year old yep, rookie. Yep. He's pitched one game. Um, when, I think he was undrafted. Uh, if I remember right, I mean, he's, he's, he's a career minor leaguer, uh, who they've called up. This never works out well for batters. Uh, especially a team that's sort of in flux like the Phillies are right now. Uh, they've had a weekend full of games with their new manager after Joe Girardi was fired. Uh, but, you know, a lot of times when a lot of stuff is happening around the team, you get a little less focused on, on the, on, on the regular, the very regularliness of a, of an everyday game like baseball, uh, and, and your preparation for those games every single day. And some of that preparation is how you, is how you sort of foresee a, a pitching matchup. Um, a lot of times it involves video, you know, watching a lot of video of a guy, uh, you know, looking at their tendencies. Uh, really, you are not, uh, hitters, do not get any better evidence of a pitcher than facing them. And mm-hmm. none of these pitchers have faced Jason Alexander, at least in the major leagues. Um, and I, I think that he, you know, even, you know, I don't know if we need to know very much about Jason Alexander. Uh, he's an unknown quantity in this game. Uh, and it's going to be very difficult to pick up for batters. And against a team that is, again, like really... Uh, I guess this is their MO, sort of quietly one of the best teams in baseball, uh, the Brewers. I, 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 it's a good matchup for the Brewers right now, even though the Phillies are winning games. Uh, they seem to have responded by the kick in the pants 
of the firing of Joe Girardi, but the Brewers are a better baseball team, a considerably better baseball team. And even with even with a 29-year-old rookie on the mound, um, especially with a 29-year-old rookie on the mound, I, I like the Brewers in this game. I am so kicking myself. I'm sorry. I just I, that's a fine play. I've got nothing to say for or against it. I am so kicking myself for when on Friday our our uh, episode that has been uh, lost and shoved into the dustbin of history. Remember, I was talking about man the Cardinals right now. The Brewer with Woodruff and Woodruff sounds like he's coming back uh, in a couple of weeks. But Woodruff being hurt, Peralta being out for a while, Cardinals playing the way they are. Might be worth a Cardinals NL Central bet. Now here we are a couple days later. They're half a game behind the Brewers in the Central. They are playing. They are playing really well. They're making it interesting. Uh, it's a long season. Uh, the, yes, yes, yes. The, the Brewers. <laughs> the Brewers still have are on paper. The Brewers are just too deep. Their bullpen is too much. Um, but I like that's a. It, it, I mean, wait, get, give me the. Give me the. Do we have updated NL Central? Yeah, I mean now let me let me pull it up. I mean now all the all the values out of it. Not all the values out of it, but like a lot of it is gone. It was it was like plus two fifty on the Cardinals uh, when we were talking about it last week. Yeah, it's that's plus one seventy five for the Cardinals, minus two fifty for the Brewers. That's a fun bet though at this point, honestly, and and I don't know yeah. I don't know what I would do uh, because it's very possible that both teams you know reach the postseason. Uh, it's yep, probably yep. likely that they both reach the postseason. So winning the division, you know, the baseball's taken so much out of the the value of winning a division. Like maybe yeah, a team yeah. doesn't really go for it necessarily in the end, which would kind of be a bummer for that sort of bet. But mm. it's been interesting. And you gotta, if you're, I guess, if you are, if you are the, if you're like Oli Marmel right now, like, do you feel like if someone, if someone like injected you with truth serum, would you say like, eh, probably going to be the Dodgers and Mets with the two best records, regardless of who wins our division? Right, right. So like, you know, it, you know, it's the last ten days of the season. Do you want to, <laughs> you want to like really push your staff, your pitching staff, uh-huh. knowing that you're going to have a postseason to, to contend with? Uh, I mean, that's what that's when that's when a division bet gets really interesting when the team stop caring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice job, baseball. <laughs> Last two weeks of the season, eh, we win the division. It's nice. We'll, we can hang a banner at the stadium next year. But, you know, we're going to the playoffs either way, so who really cares? Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, they and both, you know, both those teams have division wins on their, on their you know, they have division yes. title banners in their stadium, so they don't yes. like, do they need another one, really? <laughs> Oh man, it's still something that I'm interested in. We'll t- we'll be uh, sure to watch your bet here, though. Brewers over the Phillies with the minus one fifteen. Jason Alexander. Hopefully, they don't have the uh, the the what is it? The cotton uniforms or that uh, right? And uh, end up shrinking on the Yankees, and they just can't play at that at, at uh, George's recommendation. Hopefully, the Brewers haven't followed any of that, Jason Alexander. But uh, this one, uh, hopefully for you, leading them to a victory against the Phillies tonight. I'm going to go to a tried and true method for me so far this season, and that is who are the Oakland A's playing? Who is pitching against them? What is his strikeout prop tonight? The Oakland A's are playing the Atlanta Braves. Kyle Wright goes to the mound for Atlanta. Kyle Wright's strikeout prop, five and a half. I'm saying let's get over that number, Kyle. Uh, again, I'm. this is something I said on Friday, but hey, like I said, it's gone. Uh, so I'll just say it all again, and it's going to sound totally fresh and new. This A's team... 
They do everything you want in an offense when you are betting on the other pitcher to get a bunch of strikeouts. What do I mean by that? Well, they are tied for fifth in the majors in K rate, 24.2%. Only four teams in the majors strike out more than the A's so far this season. And one of those teams is at 24.3%. One of those teams is at 24.4%. So basically, they are right there among the most strikeouty teams in Major League Baseball. Number two. They do not walk at all. This is a team with a 7.6% walk rate on the season. That ranks fifth from the bottom in Major League Baseball. Number three, this team's WOBA on the season is 268. Second from the bottom in baseball, only the Tigers have a lower team WOBA than the A's. So the A's strike out a ton. They don't walk. They have no one who really threatens you in the lineup. They do not make pitchers work. So they strike out a bunch, and they let starting pitchers pitch deep into games because they don't have to labor typically to get through four or five innings. And that's a perfect recipe that you are looking for for a strikeout pitcher. Kyle Wright, at least six strikeouts tonight. Let's do it. Uh, I'm laughing over here. I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, keep my laughter down over here because you, you just presented a, a very thorough – uh, and and very well thought out argument when really all you had to say was A's stink and I'm sold <laughs> because you're because you're you're taking you're uh, you're taking the over against the over on K's against the A's philosophy is working out really well yeah. this season uh, and yeah. when you gave me your picks earlier this, this morning your your reasoning really was just A's stink and I was like sold I'm in. <laughs> You got me, but but I appreciate, I appreciate all the evidence also to support that claim. If we're going to ask people to listen to these episodes and subscribe, which you absolutely should be doing, I can't just be like, all right, the A's stink, give me Kyle Wright 6Ks, what's your next play, Nick? Uh, you got to give them something more than that, even though A's stink is, I feel like, almost comprehensive uh, with what we've seen from this team and what we expected from this team coming into the season, and they basically have borne that out in two months, so that would have been okay. It's definitely good enough reason, but hey. I've got some other reasons, and we'll throw those at you, but this is definitely something you're going to want to look at. This is, a, at least, if you are a regular MLB better, I would recommend every day, just take a look at who the A's are playing and what the K prop is. You're not going to bet it every day. It's not going to hit every day. That's not how things work, but it's something that should be part of your regular process because of just how strikeout-friendly, strikeout-prop-friendly, even more than just strikeout-friendly, because that's the other, it's, it's the, the, the no walks and the no threats in the lineup. Let starting pitchers go deep into games, so you're not asking a guy to strike out seven batters in five innings to get to the number because I think Kyle Wright can probably go six or seven in this game as long as he's got you know like B stuff and if he's got A stuff then he's going to be looking even better so really like that it's a prop that I always take a look at whenever I'm sitting down to make MLB bets I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here as in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, Nick, one more play a piece here. And it's been a while since we've had a little bit of a favorite parlay juiced up by taking three big favorites and putting them together and turning what could be minus 250 bets into a little bit of a plus bet or a nice minus bet. What do you got for us here as your three-team parlay of the day? Uh, well, I'm cheating a little bit, and I'll tell you why in a second. But uh, I like 
it's a it's a good slate of favorites today. Overwhelming favorites. I'm doing the uh, a, a three team parlay with the Yankees uh, over the Twins, uh, the Giants over the over the very struggling Rockies in San Francisco, and then the last one being the the Astros going against the Mariners uh, in, in Houston today. Uh, I'm cheating a little bit. I, there's not a lot to say about these teams except they're all very very good. Uh, I mean, you can break down the pitching matchups. The pitching matchups are very favorable. Justin Verlander's going for the Astros. Um, Jameson Talon going for the Yankees, uh, and uh, it's Carlos Rodon going for the for the Giants. All 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 top top rotation uh, or near top rotation pitchers for three of the best teams in all, in all of baseball. Uh, the one caveat on this on this parlay though is the twin the the Yankees Twins line is off because we don't know who the Twins pitcher is. Yeah, yep. they're they're in a tough part of their schedule, and they haven't discussed, haven't decided on a uh, on a starter yet today. It doesn't matter if you can find the line with you know if you, if if the line turns on, you can find it. It does I, it does not matter who they're going to throw. Um, they're not going to throw their best guys in this game. Uh, so there's there's a lot. You know, there are a lot of reasons to like the. I mean, it's funny to say something so obvious, but there's a lot of reasons to like the Yankees. Uh, in a straight play over the Twins, so the 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 very the big favorites today are extra big favorites. It's it screams for a parlay kind of day. It's always a good thing to take a look at too. Like I was talking about with the A's K's prop, not something that certainly it's not going to hit every day. Uh, this world would be far too easy if that were going to hit every day, and it's not something you're going to want to play every day. But it's worth taking a look at combining these. Uh, not only are the these teams clearly better than their opponents, and I mean Twins and Yankees. I mean if that if we get that playoff matchup again, that would just be ridiculous. But the pitching matchups just for the better teams make these overwhelming pick so roll them up see if you like it if you don't you pass if you do it's a bet that we are comfortable endorsing on best on the board my last play of the day i'll get through this one relatively quickly christopher morell the hottest rookie in all of baseball a couple weeks ago no one knew who this guy was and now he's looking like an indispensable part of the cubs future he is locked on top of the cubs lineup leading off every single day cubs played nine games in seven days last week they had two double headers on top of what was supposed to be a monday through sunday week for them and christopher morell started every single game and let off every game if that is uh, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know from David Ross about Morell, I don't know what else to give you. He's going to be leading off for the Cubs every day so long as he's healthy for the rest of the season. And we love leadoff men and their props when their teams are on the road as the Cubs are starting a quick two-gamer in Baltimore this week. Kyle Bradish taking the mound for the Orioles. Christopher Morell over one and a half bases. That's going to pay out at plus 115. And then if you want to have a little bit of fun with me, how about over one half steal, which is always what a steal line is. So Christopher Morell to get a stolen base, that's plus 475. The Cubs, the steeliest team in baseball. They had a just uh, just snapped a streak of 13 straight games with multiple stolen bases. Multiple stolen bases. They got the most steals in the majors. Christopher Morell's been with the team for just about a calendar month now and already has six steals. So uh, the green light is on for him when he gets on base. He's been getting on base a ton. And so those are two bets that I'll have some fun with today. Morell over one and a half bases. Morell to get a steal, paying me plus four seventy five. Let's ride the Christopher Morell train, Nick. I love I love a steal bet in this age of of, uh, of baseball when nobody steals. Uh, but really, like it, it's a very good bet because he needs to steal one base. I mean, one base. Uh, you know, when we in the in the episode that was lost to the dustbin of of history, off to the off to the podcast 
heaven in the sky, <laughs> wherever it went. The, uh, that, you know, the, when we were playing games last Friday, it was a great day of baseball. It was a bunch of marquee matchups. Uh, it, it was, it was a, a really perfect slate of games. Uh, today, not so much. Uh, that's why I, so I, I really like that it gets interesting when you're rooting for a steal. Like that, I'm really into, I'm really into watching a, a baseball game just to find one steal, uh, for a guy. Uh, if he's getting on base, then, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, you know, if he's getting on base, then that you know, then you're you're on the edge of your seat. Uh, yeah. I like a parlay. I just there's there's a lot of fun to be had today, even though the games are yeah. a little uh, are a little less like you know a little less sports center today, but a little yeah. more fun. I'm into that. And so long as the Cubs don't get perfect games, he's getting four trips to the plate. So a uh, guy's been getting on base a ton. He's been stealing a ton when he gets on base with at least four plate appearances, more likely five plate appearances. That is one worth taking a gamble on, and it wraps up this episode of Best on the Board. Thanks so much for being with us. For Nick, I am Michael Beller. Good luck, happy betting, and we'll talk to you soon.